we are slowly trudging through the story of Lazarus. Most pastors, they take this all in one sermon. But we have moving, been moving slowly through Lent, picking out little pieces as we go. Sometimes it's just a verse, and other times it's a little bit more. Lazarus' sisters sent word to Jesus that their brother was sick and dying. However, Jesus doesn't run to Bethany to be with them. He says this won't end in death. This will be used for God's glory. What happens is Jesus waits two days. Then he goes to Bethany. And what happens is when he shows up, Lazarus has been dead for four days. Both sisters, they expressed extreme disappointment in Jesus not showing up to be there for their brother. However, they also showed extreme faith in Jesus. We now will look at Jesus' reaction to the sadness of the sisters. We'll check out John chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. When Jesus saw Mary weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he said. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. With all this going on in the world, there's been a lot of talk about leadership. And I've been thinking a lot about leadership in general. Leaders are often judged at how they act and the things that they do when weathering storms. What they did when the whole world around them was falling apart. Good leaders make you feel safe. I asked my Uncle Bob, I told him I would call him the local historian. Uh, he has his PhD in American history, and I asked him to tell me about the leadership of George Washington. He said, you know that the people under him had the confidence in him because of the conditions they went through during the winter at Valley Forge and also at Morristown when they crossed the Delaware to defeat the British. They were willing to risk their lives because they had confidence in his leadership. People ended up feeling so safe under George Washington, that he was the only president to be voted in unanimously. I remember bosses I had when I grew up. I had one boss when I was 17, and, and I was working a construction job. I remember wanting to do such good work for him, but he kind of put down his workers and yelled at us. And even though we were working hard, and I remember the only time feeling safe was when he left the job site and feeling very unsafe when his truck showed back up at the job site. But I've had a lot of great bosses. I've been so blessed with so many great bosses, ones that, that would put me behind them and stand up for me, uh, ones that I knew if they made a decision they were thinking 
of me when they made that decision and my safety. See, those kind of leaders made me feel safe. You always want to succeed under those kind of leaders. And you want them to succeed because if they succeed more, you know that they're going to keep you safe in all of that. You know, this goes for parenting too. There's so many studies out there that say if the kids behind the parents feel safe in the home environment that they have, that they will end up thriving. So safety in a home actually leads to success of a child. As we look at the leadership of Jesus, the sisters Mary and Martha followed Jesus. They, he was their leader. He, they were part of a group of people that, that followed Jesus in their ministry. Uh, they would walk wherever he walked. If he's doing healings, they were there for that. If he's doing teachings, they were there. They wanted to be part of what Jesus was doing. He was their leader. And they felt safe under Jesus. In this passage, he asked to see where Lazarus was laid. As he goes to see, we see the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. He cried. Jesus cried. Now, I have heard so many people interpret this passage. And it's a tough one if you think about it. You know the ending of the story. You know he wakes up Lazarus just a few minutes later. Why does Jesus cry? Why does he weep? It's kind of like watching The Sixth Sense for the second time. Uh, you know the ending. And it, you know, it's, it's kind of like you're not surprised anymore. Uh, you know what's going to happen in the end. Yet, the second time is, is not really all that much fun as it is the first time. You're not worried at each turn because you already know that the guy is dead the whole time. If you are younger and you've never seen The Sixth Sense, I've probably ruined the movie for you. But here's the good thing. You have a ton of time, so go watch it. Uh, you know, Netflix might have it, or I don't know, Prime, one of those places has it. Um, but why would the savior of the world, who just snaps his finger and raises uh, Lazarus from the dead, right? Why would he cry? It doesn't really make much sense, does it? He already knows where this is going. Why would he cry? This week, with all of this stuff going on, um, Nikki and I, uh, we have not seen much emotion from our daughters. Um, you know, my son, he, he's too young to understand. Uh, we're just trying to contain him in the house so he doesn't knock the whole house down, but he's pretty much being pretty successful at trying to knock down the house, and, uh, but, but uh, you know, it is what it is. However, my daughter is, is, is old enough to understand some of it. As a counselor and a pastor, you know we're trying to get her to talk, express those emotions, to, to see what's going on in her head, that little head of hers. Um, we don't know if it's affecting her or, or what's going on. We see her in the middle of the night. If she goes up to get, go to the bathroom, we'll see her washing her hands, which she normally doesn't do. 
And that tells us a little bit that she's worried. Um, but other than that, uh, emotionally, it doesn't seem to be affecting her in, in any way. However, uh, last week we went to go to the park. And uh, we always like to go to this mound of dirt. And the kids love to, to climb on this hill. They love it. And so we said, well, we'll go there and we'll climb up on the hill. And we got to, to Moon Park and it was closed. And when we, we saw that it was closed, my daughter, she lost it. Um, she was crying, like a, a deep, deep cry that normally she wouldn't cry at something like this. And we almost said, like, that, you know, we almost said, well, this is, this is silly. But, but Nikki and I looked at each other, and we knew that, Kids who are going through something don't usually get emotional at the thing that they're going through. They usually get emotional at something else. So if they're going through something here and you're trying to find them to be sad or mad or emotional in this, they're usually not going to act out in that. They usually act out in things over here that doesn't make any sense. My daughter was crying so hard at the park because she was finally expressing her emotions of the whole situation that we've been. There's been so much change. Not going to school, seeing her parents worried, and, and all things have changed. So she is finally, just finally, expressing those emotions. You see, if we said, hey, it's silly, it's just a park, We'll go down the road. We'll find something else fun to do. It's just a park. Stop crying. If we said that to our daughter, we would have missed an unbelievable opportunity to help her. She was crying because of all the things that are going on in her little world around her. It wasn't the park. It was only a piece of it. It was everything. The change, uh, the fear, and all of that emotion was coming out. My daughter, she just needed to cry. And Nikki and I, we sat there and we cried with her. We validated that this does stink. That it's truly something to be sad about. You see, we understood our daughter. And because she felt validated in her feelings, that we understood that, she felt better. She felt safe. We then went and we, we went and found a trail with little creeks, with, with, with rocks that we could throw in, and we had an awesome rest of the day. Jesus weeps because he understands Mary and Martha. The God of the universe understands you and me. He understands that what we are going through right now is not easy. It's full of fear. It's full of uncertainty. It's full of a little bit of hopelessness. 
He knows that we feel these feelings. And he doesn't sit behind us and say, listen, these feelings are stupid. Like, look at the numbers or, or, or look at this will end. It's silly. He knows that you and I feel these feelings. That's the significance in Jesus who's fully human and fully God. There is no other religion where, where God comes down and says, I have come here to feel pain like you do. I feel it so deeply that it has moved me to cry just like you do. I feel your pain. I understand you. You see, every other religion says, this is how you get to God. You do this, 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 do you do this, you do this, and then, then you can see eye to eye with God. But not with Jesus. Jesus comes down to us. He comes down into the muck, the mud, all the junk that we're experiencing, and he sits alongside us, even though he knows so much more about how glorious this world is, is and how it's going to be, he still comes down to the muck and the junk, and he sits alongside us, and he cries with us. Jesus sits beside those sisters, and he feels their pain. And he cries alongside them. You know, I talked to a lot of people this week. And everyone has these emotions swirling around. Each day we feel differently. We grieve. We're mad. We're sad. Some days we accept it. It is what it is. And then we get sad again. And that's what the stages of grief are. We always think that there are steps that you, as you grieve. But actually... They say it's a cycle. that You cycle through the stages of grief. And so sometimes you're sad, and sometimes you're mad, and, and sometimes you accept it, and, and then other times you're sad again. In our grief, Jesus comes to you and me just like he did with Mary and Martha. He already knows when this will end, when we will have joy again, when we will... We will have worship here and we can all be together and celebrate together and I can take our VBS characters and I do realize I'm going to have a lot of cleaning to do before everybody gets back in. That's okay. But Jesus doesn't come to us and say, listen, your feelings, they're silly. Like this is going to be all right. Your grief. It's stupid. It's going to end. No, he says, your grief is your grief. Your sadness is your sadness. And that fear you have right now, it's your fear. It's real. And I feel them too. Because I am sitting right beside you. And I feel those feelings with you because I love you. I want to be with you. Jesus is our Savior, 
not only because he will bring us life just like Lazarus did, he's our Savior because he can raise us from the dead. But he also shows us that he feels our pain with us. Isn't that the kind of leader that you want to follow?